It's time to set out on the pathway to healing and light. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. If you have questions or concerns about your faith journey, if you are struggling or searching for something more, if you are in need of some spiritual direction, our Catholic priests are here to help. One heart at a time. Welcome to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Hi again, everyone. I'm Chuck Neff. Thank you for joining us on The Inner Life, our program about spiritual direction, coming to you every weekday to help you know you're not alone on your journey of faith. And it's uh, great to have all of you with us today. And today, Jesus, the King of the universe. We hear in this uh, Sunday's Gospel from Matthew, Jesus telling us that when he comes and we believe he will come again, it will be in glory. And at that time, he will separate us, the sheep from the goat. And we will be called to account for the times we fed his sheep or maybe the times when we didn't feed his sheep. If Jesus is, in fact, our king, then we should be doing what he is asking us to do. The question, of course, is, are we? Well, we're going to talk about that today. Here to help us on the journey, our spiritual director. Back with us once again, Father Gary Castor. Father Gary is a priest in the Diocese of Peoria, Illinois, and now the parochial vicar for St. Francis, St. Patrick, St. Columba, and the local Latino Catholic community, all in Ottawa, Illinois. Father Gary Castor, great to have you back on the program today. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Chuck. It's good to be back with you and your listeners. Uh, I know uh should have been on a couple of times before, but pastoral ministry got in the way, so very, very happy that um, I have this time with everybody. <laughs> Pastoral ministry, Father Gary Castor, what a lousy excuse. I mean, come on. (laughs) Not an excuse, it's a delight. (laughs) It's a delight. Well, you know, and we talk about it being live radio, things happen, and uh, we uh, try to get into your schedules in plenty of uh, time ahead so we can get into your schedule. But yes, things do happen. And uh, But it's it's really good to have you back. I love having you on the program. And uh, looking forward to our conversation with you today. As we do every day, we'll open up our phone lines, inviting you and our listening audience uh, to join us. That's uh, the Sunday Gospel, and I love this Gospel reading. Uh, we'll have Father Gary share that with us uh, as we uh, hear in just a few minutes. But uh, Father Gary, get us started. Uh, tell us a little bit about the Sunday Gospel. Give us an overview. What's going on? Well, the, uh, we're right. Jesus is just about to enter what what we're familiar with called the passion narrative, the movement towards Jerusalem and his being handed over and, and eventually put to death and all of that, the stuff we celebrate uh, during the season of Lent. And it, it's interesting that just before that happens is where this part of the gospel uh, of Matthew comes in the 25th chapter. And it's, it's unlike any of the other gospels, what is recorded here by Matthew. And, and Jesus seems to be, be giving his final word about discipleship to his followers, knowing what he's he's heading into with respect to to going into Jerusalem and and being handed over and put to death, and and so he takes this beautiful moment to to sort of give his last definitive word about what discipleship entails, and he does that within the context of what we would call um, uh, final judgment or eschatology, the the last things, heaven, hell, death, judgment. 
And so he, he sort of presents his final, final words about discipleship within the context of, of eternity, eternal life, the, you know, life with God. And, and so the words that he speaks, they, they have, they're, they're charged with sort of a, a different kind of um, energy and, um, and that's something that we should take notice of. And so in, in setting out what the what will happen when the Son of Man comes in all his glory, which was an expression that uh, the Jew, his Jewish follower, followers certainly would have understood, um, he, he describes that, that, you know, faith in him, faith is, is not the whole movement of what he's about. In fact, um, faith must be transformed into um, discipleship, and here Jesus describes discipleship not as duty and obligation, but but really as recognition and response, and and it's the recognition and response that is that is so surprising to those he praises, and it's so alarming to those that uh, he condemns because. They were expecting a duty obligation to to be how they would measure up and yet and yet jesus Jesus doesn't do that he, in fact, for him, the ultimate transformation of faith in someone who becomes a disciple is their recognition and response to others because because they naturally um, see others uh, as uh, as Christ. Um, and and they do this not out of duty obligation. I mean, the the people that are praised are surprised. They're surprised by it. They're like, "What do you mean? What do you mean? When did we feed you? When did we clothe you? When did we comfort you? When did we visit you? What are you talking about?" And and Jesus places himself within the context of of their responsiveness. Their first, their recognition of the need of another and their response. He said, "Actually, that was me. All those times you you recognized the need of another and responded, that was me." And it's so beautiful. Their 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 utter you know stupor about this, their surprise, their shock is so beautiful. It's like well, because they weren't doing these things because of reward. They weren't doing them out of obligation. They weren't doing them because, you know, what we would call the corporal or spiritual works of mercy. They weren't doing them because they're good things to do. They just they were doing them because, well, that's that's who they were. That's who they have become, and and so this 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 faith as the transformation into um, a responsiveness and a recognition of others, and it's it's, it's a very it's a, it's a bold passage. It's stark in in terms of you know uh, what Jesus presents about you know when he comes in glory and, and judgment, but but it's actually I find it extremely me personally I find it extremely encouraging. Uh, for those of us who, in some ways, don't think we measure up too frequently with respect to how we live our faith, um, you know, here the Lord is here the Lord is presenting a picture that of 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 eternal glory that that's actually accessible to everybody, and it just requires my willingness to recognize and respond to others. Yeah. Father Gary Castor, our spiritual director, we're talking about the Sunday Gospel. It's from the Gospel of Matthew. Let's open up our phone lines, and if you'd like to join us, it's a toll-free phone number. Into the studio today, 888-914-9149. You can also email us, innerlifeatrelevantradio.com. But uh, we're going to share this uh, Gospel with you. But as you listen to it, just think about your journey of faith and about uh, following Jesus, our King. That's what we're celebrating this Sunday. But when was that time? 
time you helped someone in need and maybe didn't realize uh, uh, really what you were doing, but and maybe a time when uh, you didn't reach out to help. And I can tell you a few stories about that uh, in my own personal journey. But how did that impact your faith? And then the other question, and I'd love to hear your story. When did someone reach out to you when you were in need? Again, toll-free number if you'd like to join us, 888-914-9149. So, Father Gary Castor, can we take a moment here and ask you to share this Sunday Gospel with our listeners today? Sure. Reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit upon his glorious throne, and all the nations will be assembled before him. And he will separate them one from another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will place the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. A stranger, and you welcomed me. Naked, and you clothed me. Ill, and you cared for me. In prison, and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him and say, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and welcome you, or naked and clothe you? When did we see you ill or in prison and visit you? And the king will say to them in reply, Amen, I say to you, whatever you did for one of the least brothers of mine you did for me. Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you accursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. A stranger, and you gave me no welcome. Naked, and you gave me no clothing. Ill and in prison, and you did not care for me. Then they will answer and say, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or ill or in prison and not minister to your needs? He will answer them, Amen, I say to you, what you did not do for one of these least ones, you did not do for me. And these will go off to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. The Gospel of the Lord. And praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ. So, uh, Father Gary Castor, as you read that right now, what's speaking to you the most? Well, <laughs> what, what, uh, what I mentioned before about the, the, re- the reaction uh, of, the, of the righteous who, who, who seem just really so surprised. And, um, you know, I, I think, though, just listening to it again, I, what, really, what really stands out to me is, is this separation. I mean, it, it's it's really there's you know, not only historically this is what was done the sheep and the goats grazed together, but when you went to move them, you they were always separated from one another and moving from one pasture to another. But this but the separation there's a kind of there's a kind of sadness for me in in this definitive separation. It, it, it's it it's as if well. You wouldn't really be you really wouldn't be content here because you missed the whole point of everything anyway. You've you've already missed all of that. So uh, depart and you know go in the other direction, which was the direction you were on. Uh, you seem to be on, and your lack of, of attentiveness and responsiveness to others. And and uh, there's there's a kind of there's a kind of sadness for me um, in that. Uh, you know, because I did, and I and part of that is just from my own uh, my own recognition of the, the times in which I I haven't 
um, always been attentive or responsive. And and so the the sadness that I feel in listening to Jesus say that to them, I, I kind of know, I kind of understand that just having been a person that at times um, wasn't paying attention and not responding. And and so I, I think that offers me an opportunity personally to, to, to reflect on my life, not in in a way that of, you know, beating myself up or thinking, you know, the Lord doesn't love me, but as a way to say, okay, if, if you have that sense of sorrow, then, you know, how, how are you going to be more attentive and how are you going to pay more attention and how are you going to be more responsive? And I, I think it becomes an opportunity, but I can certainly, I can certainly identify with that sense of, of, of separation and, you know, go the other way, mm-hmm. you know, there's no place for you here. And, uh, yeah, was, I, I want. I don't want to hear that in the end. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> yeah, boy, I'm kidding. Well, you know, and I, I love this gospel passage, and and just going over it again this morning before the program, I, it it's so for me at least to to your point, it's so incredibly convicting when Jesus says, "Amen." I say to you, what you did not do for one of these least ones, you did not do for me, and 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 you're and uh, like you, I, I just remember the times when when. Uh, my hard heart and my pride would not let me reach out to somebody who was standing right in front of me and um, wasn't very responsive to your point. Yeah, and 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 that should provide us. I mean, this is this is the beauty of of the way the Lord speaks to His followers and continues to speak to us. You know, we could collapse into a sense of a you know total wretched worthlessness, or we could say, "All right, wait a minute, I." Because I understand, you know, that what he's saying because of my own failure at times, you know, instead of collapsing into the failure, okay, how can I, how can I do the opposite? How can I, how can I mitigate the failure and, and the, the lack of attentiveness? What, what can make me more attentive and more responsive and, and, and to, instead of just collapsing into it, really to be built up by, Look, I still have this opportunity. I mean, he has not come for me in all of his glory yet. So, so my story with him is is still unfolding and it's still being being written and what am what am I going to do now if I can recognize the times that I have failed? What am I going to do to to lessen the failures of of responsiveness and recognition? Yeah, I'm so taken to Father Gary with uh, the word surprise, how you use that. And when you read this gospel, uh, the ones who uh, they were not aware that they were uh, really ministering to Jesus and they were surprised at um, at what he said to them. And I guess I'm curious, have you been surprised at times in your ministry, as you're, in your priesthood, when maybe weeks or sometimes maybe even years later, somebody said, you know, Father Gary, when you said that or when you did this, it really made a difference in my life. Have you been surprised at times? Uh, actually, just bef- this is a, this is the truth, and you know me, Chuck, very well because you've been kind enough to put up with me these years. But just before, this is why your producer had to call the secretary because I was on the phone just just before the show this happened. Somebody I haven't spoken to in twenty years called because her and her husband and their children are going to be in the area for Thanksgiving. Even though I know whatever people aren't people are making their own decisions, they're grown ups, but they're coming to the area for Thanksgiving. And seriously, I have not spoken this per- in twenty years. And uh, this person called uh, 
just exactly the point, like something that I did for her and for her husband 20 years ago, they've held on to all these years and they, they were so excited. I'm in this area they're coming to. And could they possibly just say hello to me? (laughs) And, you know, I'm like, what, really? What did I do? And I didn't even remember even what she brought up. I don't even remember. I mean, I remember them, but (laughs) I didn't remember that my presence in their life was anything significant. So, um, I, I think, I think this is the beauty. I like to tell people, you know, Matthew tells us that what's hidden will be revealed and all of that. And Matthew gives us the best depictions from Jesus mouth about, you know, judgment, the last eschatology, the last things. But I, I love this sense of surprise. And, you know, I, I think we're, I think that's going to be the fun part of like the first third of eternity is we're going to encounter all these people that are just can't wait to go up to us and say, you know, when you did this, this is, well, really, I did that. Wow. This is, and we're going to want to run around the next third and tell everybody that ever touched us and how much it was meant meaningful for them. So the first two thirds of eternity are going to just be like this, this, this just, surprising, you know, effusive, you know, expression of, of being touched by others and, and people telling us how we have touched them. And I just think people think, you know, sometimes think heaven's going to be boring. No, it's going to be the opposite. It's just going to be, wow, I did. No way. Really? That's what that did for you. Oh my gosh. I didn't, I never knew that. And then we get to say that to other people too. And it's just going to be a big, huge joy fest. (laughs) <laughs> Joy fest. I like that a lot. And uh, if the Holy Spirit gives me time during the show, I'll tell a story, too. But we'll see see how the hour plays out. But let's uh, take a phone call first. Uh, Ray, listening in Long Beach, California. Thank you for the call. It is uh, good to have you on the program today. Thanks for calling. Uh, thank you. I'm a um, Vietnam veteran, and uh, it's like 40 years, more than 40 years <laughs> ago this happened. And uh, I was coming home, and... Uh, my unit came home via McGuire Air Force Base in New Jersey, and later on we were at Fort Dix, 9th Infantry, and we were separated for active duty, and we were on our way home not home now. And it was a stormy February, horrible, horrible storm, nothing out of New Jersey, so we made it to Philadelphia. Me and my buddy separated there, you know, and I go to the ticket agent there and military standby, and uh, there was nothing because of the weather going to L.A., and she had to break it to me, and I could see the tears in her eyes, you know. And I just went and found myself a corner in the lobby, and she told me before I, we did that, she goes, you know, it may not be one tomorrow, any tomorrow either. And I just figured I'd sleep there, so I did. And hours and hours later, you know, she found me. And uh, she woke me up, and she goes, uh, you know, I found a charter flight to Los Angeles, and they've agreed to let you get on board. And uh, there I go, you know, running and... Uh, thanked her and i never got her name she was a young woman i can't believe uh, you know she was a ticket agent i cannot believe she did that for me and to this day i've never been able to thank her and uh got on that flight uh and uh made it to los angeles and la you know it was storming heavy rain and uh i'm a united states marine and i got my sea bag and i walked out there to to the curb and i looked left and right and there's only one cab driver and he said, hey, where are you going? And I said, well, I'm going to Gardena, California. And that was like 25-mile trip, you know. And he kind of looks at me, and it's raining hard, and he goes, okay, let's go. We got on the, that uh, in his cab, and uh, he just, we just uh, talk a little bit. And when I get home, you know, I'm digging through my pocket. Now I step out, it's raining, and I, he grabs my seat bag, and I said, uh, you know, pull out some money to pay him. And it was going to be expensive, you know. And he goes, you know, uh, don't worry about that. He goes, uh, 
he says to me, I just want to see the look on your mom's face. And, <laughs> and that was my experience coming home. And uh, I'll never forget that for as long as I live, these three kindnesses that came my way when other veterans had different experiences. I don't know why I I, I just never did. And many people showed kindness through me, to me in those years that I served, you know. So that's what I wanted to share. Thank you. Wow. Well, Ray, first of all, thank you for um, your service. I know a lot of Vietnam vets don't often get told that. Um, so thank you very much for that. Uh, um, thank you for calling and sharing these beautiful stories. I'm I'm sure somehow that young woman that, that got you on a plane to get you home, I'm, I'm sure somehow uh, because you've held this gratitude in your heart all these years, I'm, I'm sure somehow that, that she knows that she knows that. And uh, also, if you ever run into my sister who lives in Long Beach, please say hello to her. Uh, <laughs> it's a very small world, Catholic world. So if you run into her, just say hello. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Bernard. <laughs> <laughs> Ray, uh, what a beautiful story. I'm so grateful you called in today to share that with us. And Father Gary, uh, we hear that story in this uh, young flight attendant 40 years ago. Maybe she's listening today. Uh, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but we never know. But gosh, the kindness, just the little things uh, to do something, go out of your way. Um, what a what a gift to Ray, and but then what a gift to us for us to be able to hear the story today. And what an example that uh, these uh, people who crossed uh, his journey of faith are to us uh, here in the year 2020. Yes, and I, I, you know, Ray, Ray, Ray's story, uh, just coming from him, and, and you can listen. We've all listened to him just share his story. Look, look how he's held gratitude in his heart all these years. I mean, and I, I think this is a really important point uh, for people of faith: the the power of gratitude, the the, the grace of gratitude. That, that that we hold on. I mean, he could have just thought, oh, this is great. You know, what a coincidence. She she helped me. And he could have gone on with, with his life with, without ever recalling this moment, which lives so vividly in his memory. You could tell by the way he told the story and the memory of the cab driver so vividly alive in him. And that's only possible because he's held gratitude in his heart. And and I think that he's he's also taught us a very important lesson about about what it means to, to be on the receiving end of of what somebody might not even notice uh, as as extraordinary, but is extraordinary to us, and to and to hold that sense of gratitude for for those kindnesses, those actions, uh, however large or however small, how important that is. The, the just holding on with gratitude in his heart, and yeah. I, I just think that's so beautiful, Ray. Ray, uh, thanks for the call. Nice to have you on the program, Father Gary Castor, our spiritual director, talking about uh, the Sunday gospel and uh, helping uh, the least of our brothers. If you'd like to join us, toll-free phone number 888-914-9149. Stay with us. You're listening to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. We'll be right back. The Relevant Radio Studio Line is sponsored by Catholic Order of Foresters. Information about employment opportunities and their flexible premium life insurance plans available at relevantradio.com slash forester.
Welcome back to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Call in now to share your story with our Inner Life Spiritual Directors. 1-888-914-9149. That's 1-888-914-9149. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Thanks for joining us on The Inner Life. Chuck Neff, along with our producer, Nick Schmitz, and Jim Shaper, answering your phone calls. And Father Gary Castor, our spiritual director. Father Gary, a priest in the Diocese of Peoria, Illinois, parochial vicar for St. Francis, St. Patrick, St. Columba, and the local Latino Catholic community all in Ottawa, Illinois. Always like to mention that Father Gary is the author of several books on St. Therese of Lisieux and, and St. Joseph, his latest uh, Prayer Everywhere, The Spiritual Life Made Simple, that's a look at the inspirational writings of St. Therese, the Little Flower. This is our Friday broadcast, taking a look ahead to the uh, Sunday Gospel. We're celebrating uh, the Solemnity of Christ the King. And um, the Gospel is from Matthew. Whatever you did for the least one of these, you did it for me. It's a great Gospel. It's a challenging Gospel. And uh, we're talking about that today. Phone lines are open if you'd like to join us. Toll-free number 888-914-9149. You can also Email us, innerlife at relevantradio.com. But as you think about uh, following Jesus, that time uh, you helped someone in need, and maybe a time when you didn't reach out uh, to help, and how did that impact your faith? But the other question, when did someone reach out to you when you were in need? Toll-free number again if you'd like to join us, 888-914-9149. So, um, Father Gary Castor, I think I would be remiss talking about this gospel if I did not bring up Mother Teresa. Tell us about her. I know you worked with her. Uh, you knew her. And certainly in terms of putting some flesh on this gospel reading, I think we could look at to this, uh, this little lady who worked in the streets of Calcutta as uh, someone who does that very directly, very visibly, and uh, just really a great example for all of us. Well, for anybody who's uh, who's uh, ever read about her, or who, who had the you know the good fortune of of meeting her or getting to know her, or her sisters, you cannot hear this gospel and not think of Saint Teresa. It's still difficult for me to say Saint Teresa, but Saint Teresa of Calcutta, because because she is exactly her life was exactly what what Jesus says. Uh, to the righteous. I'm sure her life was all spent. The last years of her life um, were spent to, um, like her second vocation was entirely spent on um, caring for see, caring for people, seeing Jesus in the poorest of the poor and responding to them. And, you know, she, she, she said one time that Jesus disguises himself in, in uh, the poorest of the poor. And it's our responsibility for the Jesus in, in, in me. It's my responsibility for the Jesus in me to see the Jesus in you, to see the Jesus in the other. And she said, but sometimes Jesus wears a good disguise. So, so even 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 in the in the midst of of, of loving and caring for uh, people in in many different continents, in many different conditions uh, of of human need, the the sisters they learned she truly was their mother, and they they learned from her um, to love to, to simply just to love and care for people, and that's the 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 place that I worked with the sisters the most in Washington DC the gift of peace that was that was the 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 driving motto was just 
to love any to love them, just to love and care for them. We we didn't proselytize. We weren't trying to make the ones who weren't Catholic Catholic. Nobody was making judgments about the life they lived before they came in. We were simply there to let them know that they were loved. And and as a as a man in his um, middle through you know the end of my twenties. there was, that, that was extremely profound to see to see that my faith, not not in a in an abstract way or an ideological way, but but to see faith as a lived reality, with 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 all of its 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 uh, uh, demands and, and messiness at times and and difficulties for me to extend myself the way that the sisters pushed me to, but just to see faith. As a lived reality was 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 probably the greatest lesson of of my time in the seminary was those years with them because because it wasn't abstract it it was as real as as, as bathing or changing someone or cleaning a body that had died and and then and then immediately having a a, a, a massive celebration for the life of the person who died I mean it was it was concrete it was real it was flesh and blood and, and isn't that what the incarnation is God become flesh and blood so I I can't personally hear this gospel without without thinking of her or the sisters and, and the work that they continue to do and, and simply just loving people. Yeah, and then Father Gary, just this whole uh, challenge, uh, the call, this whole idea of seeing Jesus in others. Now, I've never been to India, never been to Calcutta, I've been to some poor countries, but uh, certainly you you hear about the stories, but just certainly the conditions. Uh, I'm sure that it probably had a unique kind of smell to it. Certainly, people dying in the streets. How did she? How? What's the lesson for us? And how did uh, St. Teresa of Calcutta, how did she find, how did she see Jesus in these men and women and children that she was serving? I, well, first, I, I, it began, it, it obviously began with, with the Lord asking her to do that. So, so in order, in order to see them, she had to trust she had to trust that she had to trust the call. She had to trust the invitation to live out her life this way. And and I think for us, all right, if if this is what the Lord is saying that I'm supposed to see Him in others, then I have to trust that I I will be able to. And I I, I think um, faith requires a tr- tremendous amount of of trust and confidence in the one who who is ca- who is is ca- calling out to us. So if Jesus is telling us this is how we should live, then we have to trust that we can live this way. You know, I think sometimes they say, well, I can possibly do that. I can't do that. I, I may, I know, I know that with the sisters, I did not want to have anything to do with the people they were caring for. I was happy doing manual labor and getting the garden ready, and getting the chapel ready, and staining for you know, stripping furniture and whatever painting. But when it came down to to caring for the people that they were taking in, yeah, I, I, I'll be honest, I'm ashamed of it. I didn't want to. I was afraid of it, and you know. You know, when when I was pushed, literally, no, you will do this. You know, the imperative voice of Mother Teresa. I, okay, I trust it. All right, if she's telling me to do this, I have to trust that. And I think for Mother, the the trust and the call that she received from Christ, you know, was at the was at the heart of it all. And remember, when she started this, there weren't others. She was just by herself when she went out and did this. There were there there wasn't a community of sisters yet. It was like you said, this t- teeny tiny little woman. 
just finding, you know, the very first man that she, that she, the person she took care of was as a man. And so she just picked him up and that that's how it started. And I think for us too, instead of thinking of the end of the picture, I think we need to just, all right, let's just look one. Let's start with just one. Let's just try to see Christ in just one person. And that's, that's really what, that's really all she tried to do was, you know, it's just one person, then another person, then another person. And, and, and I think that if we, if we're trusting the one who tells us that we can live this way, then, then we start simple. Okay, here's, I'm going to really, I'm, I'm going to focus on this one person. I'm not going to think about, you know, there's, there's 20, 20 other people that I should be paid. No, right now I'm going to, I'm going to focus. I'm going to see Christ in this person who's in, in front of me right now. And the rest of it will take care of itself. And, and that's, that's also was a big part of her trust that the dimensions of it, that was Jesus responsibility. Her responsibility was this one person right in front of me, I'm going to care for. And he's in charge of all of, all of the larger picture details. And, and I think we could get lost, especially in our culture, the larger picture details. Sometimes we can think, well, I'm not doing, you know, I'm not doing enough. I, there was a cranky person at, at, at the, at the bank. And I, you know, so I, I was like, okay, I listened to that show and I'm Jesus. I see Jesus, Jesus, you're in there, you're in there, you're in there. And, you know, at the end, you know, you did. Okay, great. That's, 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 a, that's, a, that's wonderful. And praise God for that. Don't, don't think about, well, you know, oh, wait, there's, you know, my community is filled with, you know, 1800 people live here. I have to see Jesus and all of them. Slow down, take a breath. The person in front of you to see Jesus in the person in front of you and let the Lord take care of the larger details. Yeah. Father Gary Castor, our spiritual director, if you're just joining us, uh, you're listening to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio and on RelevantRadio.com, coast to coast around the world, right here uh, on Relevant Radio. Talking today about the Sunday Gospel, uh, reaching out and doing uh, uh, whatever you do for the least of my brothers, you have done it to me. Phone lines are open if you'd like to join us. Uh, Toll-free phone number 888-914-9149. So I guess, uh, Father Gary, one of my questions is, what prevents us? from seeing Jesus in the people who are right in front of us. You use the word afraid, and I wonder sometimes if we are afraid. I, well, I can speak, I'll speak for myself. Uh, 99.9% of the times, my failure has been because I'm afraid. I was gotten a lot better because in that instance that I was mentioning from years ago, 30-some years ago, being pushed into, you know, going up and bathing uh, someone and, and, and changing a diaper on a grown, a grown man, uh, I mean, that, that man changed my life. I mean, I was caring for him, but actually he was caring for my soul, and he, and he changed my life. His name was Andy, and he changed my life. And, uh, and, you know, I received more than I gave. I mean, I gave a bath and changed his diaper and he changed my entire life. So uh, I, I, I think that the fear, you know, fear is useless. Jesus says, well, in order for it to be useless, we have to acknowledge it. So if you have been afraid, okay, um, that's all right. It's understandable. You mentioned the smell. Here's, here's the thing about smells. The easiest way that they don't overcome you when you go into a situation where where there are serious odors, the first thing you need to do is take a big, huge breath through your nose. Big as possible. Just get it all into your system. Don't take shallow breaths. Don't try not to breathe through your nose. The best thing you can do, and I'm telling you, this is very effective, is just to take it all in. Let 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 that permeate 
your entire body uh, in the same way that incense would, you know, just, just let it in. Don't push it out. And the, the minute that you let it in, the less, the less obtrusive it's going to be. So there's one thing about the smells. And I, I think that goes with fear. All right. Challenge, we, we challenge our fears. Um, you know, the best way to, to, to dispel fear is, is to challenge it. First, we have to acknowledge it. So, but I, I do think that's a big, that, that is probably the single greatest factor. The other one is, is, is our, our own personal likes and dislikes. I mean, we all, there are, there are people whose temperaments and dispositions are naturally appealing to us and others, they're not naturally appealing to us. So, you know, we have to get over the like, dislike thing, the, the appealing, the not appealing thing. And, and, and that's probably the more difficult thing to do. Well, you know, I know I'm called to see Jesus in this person, but gosh, I just, I just, this person just really gets on my nerves all the time. Okay. But, but despite they get on your nerves, they probably will the rest of their life. What, what is a, what is a way in which you can, um, see Christ in them? What's a way you can respond to the fact of Christ present in them? Maybe just letting, letting them <laughs> aggravate you and, and, and not respond. Responding to it or, or not lashing out against it. Maybe that's a way that you're giving them space. Who knows what the cause of that is? Sometimes it's just, we're, you know, people, some people get along better than others. But I, I think our, our, our natural, uh, you know, uh, attractions can, can prevent us because we also have things that are not naturally attractive to us. And I think those, we have to find ways to challenge, to challenge those as well. Even and and then there's prejudices that we all carry, um, you know, that, you know, that might, that we, that we might not have ever realized are operative. And I don't mean in the microaggression and all the crazy ways in which, you know, people are banning things about, I mean, just in a normal way, we all have, we all have, you know, prejudices that are, that sometimes are born of, 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 of however, whatever they're born from. And, and once we recognize those, then, then they're not going to be as uh, invasive in our responsiveness towards others. Um, and, you know, we, the judgments we sometimes, we, we sometimes make about other people, um, you know, we have to be careful about those, you know, the way they dress, the way that, you know, the, the, their, their manner of, of taking care of themselves and cleanliness or orderliness. Sometimes those kinds of things are things we have, we do have to challenge. Um, but, you know, at the end of it, at the end of it all, let's going back to the gospel. How does Jesus show he's the ruler and the king of the universe? By his, by his neediness by his absolute de- de- decrepitness. I mean, his homelessness, his, his imprisonment, his, his sickness, his nakedness, his hunger, his thirst. How does he show that he's ruler of the universe? Because he's completely and totally in need. And, and, and the, more, the more that you know, we can understand that part of this gospel, the easier it is for us to let go of, of, of some of, our, of, of our, our, our inherent prejudices or our biases and our fears. I, at the end of the day, Jesus is the one who is in need. He's the one who's disheveled, and he's the one who's messy, and he's the one who doesn't shower the way we do, and he's the one who doesn't dress as nice as we do, and he's the one who's not as educated as we are, and he's the one who's, 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 who's hungry and thirsting. And, and the more that we come to understand, this is how he shows he, he's the ruler of the universe in his solidarity with, with those who are in need, the, the easier it is for us to challenge our own fears 
and and because that's what he said <laughs> that was me <laughs> you want to know i'm lord of the universe because this is my universe this is my world the neediness and, and and wretchedness and the fallenness and the brokenness and the messiness of the human condition that's exactly where i am that's where i am Father Gary Castor, our spiritual director, looking ahead to the Sunday Gospel, helping those in need. When did someone reach out to you and help uh, you when you were in need? Toll free if you'd like to join us, 888-914-9149. You can email us as well, interlife at relevantradio.com. We'll get to some more phone calls. Stay with us, everybody. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. The Relevant Radio Studio Line is sponsored by Catholic Order of Foresters. Information about employment opportunities and their flexible premium life insurance plans available at RelevantRadio.com slash Forrester. Welcome back to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Inner Life Show email us inner life at relevantradio.com this is the inner life on relevant radio Thanks for joining us, everyone. Father Gary Castor, our spiritual director. Father Gary, one of our regular contributors, a priest in the Diocese of Peoria, Illinois, the parochial vicar for St. Francis, St. Patrick, St. Columba, and the local Latino Catholic community, all in Ottawa, Illinois, looking ahead to the Sunday Gospel, about uh, helping those in need. Whatever you do to the least one of these, you have done it uh, for me. And uh, phone lines are open. A little bit of time left if you'd like to join us. What's your story? When maybe someone reached out to you, we'd love to hear the story. Toll-free number 888-914-9149. This uh, Sunday, uh, last uh, Sunday in ordinary time, the solemnity of our Lord Jesus Christ, King of the universe. And, of course, that means that Advent is just around the corner. Sunday, November 29th, we begin our Advent journey toward Christmas, and we have a simple way for you to grow in your faith of this Advent. Sign up uh, to receive Father Rocky's Advent Inspirations. These are short, daily audio reflections designed to help you delve into the beauty of the Advent season. These uh, reflections will be emailed to you each morning throughout the Advent season. They'll help you start the day maybe with a smile and give you something to think about as you uh, work your way through uh, that particular day. You can sign up uh, very easily. Just go to the website, relevantradio.com slash advent. Click on the banner on the Relevant Radio app for Father Rocky's Advent Inspirations. Father Gary Castor, our spiritual director, let's uh, take some phone calls. And Ruth, listening in uh, Seaford, uh, New York. Hi, Ruth. Welcome. I, I just found it very significant because I was listening to the show, and I, at my church, they have a food pantry, and I usually bring items up, but I had just had like a small turkey breast and some other things that I decided to bring up this afternoon. And there was a woman who was leaving, and um, when I brought it in, the girl said to me, she called the woman back because she had this other woman had just lost her 27-year-old son to COVID and didn't want a big turkey, but wanted a smaller size, like the turkey breast that I brought. And I kind of felt that God or Jesus put me in that place to bring that turkey in at the time that I did so that I could give it to her. 
Well, I would certainly say so. Absolutely. And good for good for you for, you know, the little impulse from the spirit to to take exactly what was needed at the food pantry at exactly the the right time. You know, a lot of these these things are because um we're we're being attentive to the spirit's promptings and you certainly were Ruth and uh, I'm sure that in a terrible situation at least uh, you brought something for this woman to be able to give her a little bit of um, of peace in a t- at a time of terrible yeah. loss. Yeah. Ruth, uh, thanks uh, for joining us. Uh, let's see if we can get a few more phone calls in. Before uh, the top of the hour, Teresa listening in Queens, New York, uh, you are up next and on the air with Father Gary Castor. Yes. Hi, hi Chuck, and hi, Father Gary. I'm calling because uh, I worked with a nun for 11 years after she had already retired, and believe it or not, her life paralleled Mother Teresa, she she passed away in, in August, and it was Sister Elaine Roulette, and she worked at Bedford Hills Correctional Facility in upstate New York for 40 years, but it didn't start out at that at that uh, at that prison. She she started by uh, wanting to teach women how to read because she felt reading would help. Uh, criminals that are rehabilitate better. But it ended up that she found out that these women all missed their children. They didn't know where their children were. And it developed into a ministry where she kept women and children, families together. She she did so many programs at the prison. And after the after she retired from the prison and that was at age seventy five uh, she then went on to develop a program for women who are formerly incarcerated to meet their spiritual needs. And, but that also evolved into helping them financially, giving them clothing. And um, she just was an unbelievable inspiration, full of energy, full of humor, and, and loved what she did. And, and it was very, very contagious. I was just blessed to have crossed paths with her. Wow. Well, Teresa, th- thank you for um, uh, the story that you shared of Sister Elaine. I actually, I actually know somebody that knew about her work because he was a prison chaplain uh, in upstate New York. He's a, he's a Muslim prison chaplain, but he knew Sister Elaine. And when I met him years ago, when I met him, uh, he shared with me stories about about her. And her ministry. So, um, what a what a beautiful like Ruth going to the food pantry. How beautiful that you called to share this in because um, uh, this un, un, unknown uh, holy woman caring for others and serving others. Somebody that I'd heard of through through a friend, and now um, how wonderful that you would call and share that. Yeah. So this is just beautiful. Yeah, thank you, she Teresa. Touched you. She touched the incarcerated, and she touched the unincarcerated. Well, you know, and and yes, and to that point, uh, I mean, what a, a beautiful witness, and I think probably a lesson for us. So here she saw a simple need, just wanted to help some women learn how to read, and that simple yes turned into a ministry. It's so amazing and so interesting how the hand of God will lead us when we just say yes. And to your point earlier, Father Gary, minister to that person in front of us today, right now. 
Yes, and and look, Jesus did take care of the larger picture details uh, with sister. Uh, you know, I, th- th- this 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 is. I, I think all of us say say the same thing. I I wasn't trying for anything global. I was just trying to, you know, to do what I was knew I was supposed to be doing with what's in front of me, and and the Lord will work out the larger picture details, and we should be content with. And Benedict, Pope Benedict wrote this so, about this so beautifully in Deus Caritas, his first encyclical letter, and um, about just the attentiveness to what's in front of us and, and not to think of the larger, de- big picture details and let the Lord take care of that. So yeah. Sister's life is a testimony to that. Sister Teresa's, Mother Teresa's life, a testimony to that. You know, Damien of Molokai, you know, another testimony to that, you know, just being attentive to what's in front of you. And, and we all have so much in front of us that what the possibilities for how we can live out this gospel are, are as limitless as our imaginations. They really are. And it, it, we might not have a, a lot of money and we might not have extra food and we, you know, we might not have extra, extra clothing. But, but really, it, those material things are necessary at times. But, but it's limitless what we can do in terms of, of uh, recognizing and responding to the needs, to the needs of another, uh, you know, just a, some, some, something as, as simple as paying attention to someone who doesn't feel noticed. What a, what a tremendous, what a tremendous yeah. gift that is. So let's not think small. Let's, let's, let's think, let's open our imaginations to how can I respond to the one who's in front of me, who is Christ, because every person that crosses my path is Christ. Every person made in the image and likeness of God, not lost through sin, that crosses my path. So yeah. um, well, let's think fact- large. Thank you, Lord. So, Father Gary, I don't have a lot of time left, but and we have a lot of people I know joining the program as we move through. Can you go back and kind of, uh, in the little bit of time we have left, talk about what you said at the top of the hour, that in we think about our journey of faith, it's not about duty and obligation. It's about recognition and response. Yes, I, it's very easy to fall into thinking about faith in terms of duty obligation, and in fact, Jesus sometimes, in his way, you know, he he prods the scribes and Pharisees because they were very much duty obligation people, and and I think that the the transformative power of of faith in Jesus Christ and the incarnate Son of God is is this this movement from religion being seen in terms of duty obligation to res- to to a responsiveness a recognition and responsiveness that rec- that recognizes and knows that there's no substitute for active love and uh, certainly uh, the love of the father for us was active in the incarnate person of his son and and so for us really it comes down to that there there's no nothing can substitute not not the the most intensive private devotional prayer life, nothing can substitute for active love. And I think that's something that challenges us in this gospel passage for this coming Sunday. Father Gary Castor, our spiritual director, we have to wrap things up. Apologies, we couldn't get to the rest of our phone calls today. But Father Gary, we'd like to close the hour with a final blessing for all of our listeners. Certainly, the Lord be with you all. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, your loved ones, and all those you serve, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. 
Amen. Father Gary Castor, always a pleasure. So grateful to have you on the program today. Uh, thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll see you next time on The Inner Life. Father Gary Castor joining us from the Diocese of Peoria today. Thanks to him. Thanks to all of you for joining us on The Inner Life. We uh, appreciate you taking the time to do that every day. Stay tuned. We're celebrating Mass. Don't forget 1230 Central, The Faith Explained with Kale Clark. Have a great weekend. We're back on Monday. Hope to see you then.